0: Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. In case you didn't already know, our team is thrilled to be able to broadcast this weekend's ITA Division I Women's National Indoor Championships in Seattle we will have coverage from first ball to last as 16 of the top Division I women's tennis teams in the country do battle for the right to be named the national indoor champion. And as part of our preview of this weekend's action, what I will attempt to do on this show over the next few days is speak with each of the head coaches of the 16 teams that will be competing in Seattle. I'll actually Each of them to help recap their ITA kickoff weekends, talk about the strengths in each of their respective rosters. I'm also curious to hear what are they most looking forward to learning about their team throughout the course of the action in Seattle. And then wanted to ask each of these coaches about some big picture things, certainly the announcement of NCAA individuals moving to the fall. I was fascinated to hear what all these coaches thought about that. I also wanted to know what each of these coaches think of the broader landscape in the division 1 women's scene at this point of the year but you know again More generally, we have fantastic interviews coming up over the course of this week for all of you Cracked Rackets fans, for all of you college tennis fans, a massive thank you to every one of these coaches who certainly have a busy week ahead for taking the time to speak with me. With that in mind, let's get to it. It's Press Row here at Cracked Rackets as we all prepare for the 2023 Division I Women's National Indoor Championships to begin Hey, crack fans. Joining us on the podcast once again today is now a returning champion here on our Crack Racket show and our gracious host for this weekend's Division I Women's National Indoor Championships. Welcome back onto the show. The head coach of the University of Washington women's tennis team, it's Coach Robin Stevenson. Coach, how are you doing today?
1: Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Excited uh, to welcome you to Seattle here pretty soon.
0: It is my pleasure and I have the opportunity here via Zoom to see into the background of your office and I see sunshine in the air. <laughs> Let's just address the elephant in the room from the start. The last time and first time your program hosted these women's national indoor championships, there were blizzard-like <laughs> conditions. Can we be promised we're not going to see that this yeah,
1: week? Yeah, it looks the weather looks great. 50s, sunny, classic Seattle winter,
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're telling me we should play this outdoors.
1: I uh, Yeah. could be an outdoor tournament. <laughs> that's what I'm starting to
0: – yeah, that's what I'll learn here. If we have any delays, we'll just start the match outside yeah, and then yeah. they can slowly <laughs> progress in. But, you know, more broadly, that 2019, the first time you were able to host it, you're able to host it again this year. I know the men have hosted it repeatedly in the past. But what does it mean to your program to be able to welcome all these top schools to host an event of this caliber?
1: Yeah, we're excited. I mean, obviously, in 2019 was an amazing experience, minus the snowstorm and uh, <laughs> some of the logistical nightmares that we we had. But yeah, I mean, being able to host this and and you know welcoming 15 of the top schools in the country and you know just for the community, for us as a program, for the, the university, I mean, it's awesome to to be able to you know host an event of this magnitude. And and obviously for our team, you know, we feel like. We're in a good place and have a really good opportunity, and and to be able to play these matches on our home courts is uh, huge for us.
0: And I want to ask about your team, but I'm always curious from your perspective, and it's not one many coaches can relate to. But I'm curious: last year, kickoff weekend, you guys knock off UCLA. That was obviously a huge boost for your program. This year, you're not playing the kickoff weekend as you're the host and as such you have an automatic bid into the final 16 field is that a burden a blessing a little bit of both
1: yeah I mean I would say a little bit of both but you know I think I think playing the kickoff is great obviously you get two quality matches and if you win both of those you're going in with a ton of confidence and just the you know just the competitiveness of those matches and what's on the line. I think you gain a lot from that, but, um, you know, we're fortunate. We kind of, we set it up where we went on the road last weekend and and put our team into a tough environment and, and played Wisconsin and, and Boise stayed on the road and, um, got whooped up a little bit by Wisconsin, but, uh, I mean, they played a heck of a match, but honestly, I think it was, it was what we needed. And, um, you know, that's the level like we're going to be seeing all weekend. And so I, I think it was good for us to do that. Um, but yeah i mean we're just excited to be back on our home courts where we're comfortable and and kind of ready to go
0: It feels worth noting, this is a conversation I've had with a bunch of coaches once the podcasts have stopped recording. Wisconsin's really good this year. Like they are, that is a really good team. So again, no shame in that loss for your school and, you know, talking about your team, obviously you bring back a bunch of returners and, you know, the new pieces you bring in, one of them, a freshman who's contributed already, but two of them transfers over from Columbia. I'm curious how you approach coaching those sorts of players, because in one sense, just about everyone on your team has some sense of experience. On the other hand, a bunch of them haven't had that experience at Washington. And so what's that been like for you? How have you adjusted your coaching accordingly?
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like this team we have this year is one of my favorite teams I've ever coached. They're just like just an unbelievable group and they're gelling so well and they all work so hard. They're so hungry to be, good, you know, and like you said, just the experience they all have, um, the maturity that they have, the way they respond to things is awesome. You know, the the transfers we have from Columbia, it's, it's great because they both have such a growth mindset like they just want to get better you know and so we're just working every day developing their games the biggest thing for us is like we're just bummed we have a year with one of them and only two years with the other because like like if we get four years with these guys it would be unbelievable they're (laughs) two of the most amazing amazing girls and uh yeah and then our freshman she's awesome i mean obviously very good junior ton of experience she feels you know she's getting used to the college tennis stuff, but kind of a veteran, like she knows how to win. She knows what's coming and, and pretty poised out there. So, and then obviously like Astrid Olsen didn't play last year, she was injured. Um, So she's kind of new too, you know? And so we've got only two returners in the starting lineup and four new ones. And so we're kind of just, you know, I kind of thought that this year we'd get better and better as we go. Um, And once we kind of figure out the pieces and, and just, you know, gel is a, group and figure out our our identity and I think this weekend is going to be huge for that so no it sounds
0: like it's that happy in between where again the players are well enough versed in college tennis lingo that they respond to a message and know what you're trying to say at the same time they still have the puppy dog eyes where it's like hey it's my first time doing it here at Washington yeah right
1: (laughs) yeah there's a little bit more yeah the excitement the newness the Mm -hmm. yeah just a new experience um like I said the girls are they get along great they're enjoying each other and that's a big part of it. And, um, yeah, so they're they're a good group. Yeah.
0: Well, to that end, it's obviously a group that it feels like there could be a lot of parity from one to six in yep. your lineup. And I'm curious so far as we run through your roster, I know looking at last season, certainly uh, Hikaru Sato had pretty – you know a, a good amount of success 14 7 overall in dual match play playing between those three and four spots what did you see from her in the fall early in this season that you thought all right she's ready to take on that number one position
1: yeah I mean she just her her ability and her level and her ceiling is so high I mean she can the girl can ball and uh <laughs> we saw it you know all last year but it was you know just kind of steady progress she's been working and working on a lot of things and um yeah just her desire to to play at the top and her desire to work and improve um and also i mean she played at washington state for three years and played number two for them so she's got a ton of experience playing in the top couple spots of the lineup obviously last year dropped her down a little bit and she had a lot of success and and by the end of the season when we had some injuries last year she moved up and was playing two by the end and I just feel like with her experience, her confidence, the way she's been working, she, you know, deserved a shot there and and she's been doing great. So I think her, she she still has so much room for improvement. And um, I think playing at the top spot, it's challenging her week in, week out, and she's just going to continue to get better up there.
0: I'm curious because again with some players coming over from other programs sometimes I always I'm always curious what the biggest difference is from program to program and something I've heard of late and you know I'm sure for players coming from or, over from the Ivy League this is more stark. Uh, it's just like the difference in fitness and what Pac-12 fitness looks like versus Ivy League fitness, and even what Washington fitness looks like for Washington State. Is it fair to say sometimes that's you know the difference in? Because again, when you watch someone like Sato play, you see the weapons very very easily. Yeah. But it's just how much more comfortable she looks getting to those weapons now. And I'm curious if if I'm on to something there.
1: In terms of fitness?
0: Yeah, just if it's a little different. That's the adjustment.
1: Yeah, I mean, the girl, like, he grew. yeah, I mean, she's gotten herself in unbelievable shape. I mean, we, we you know, that's one of our uh, big focuses, you know, we never want to lose a match because of our fitness. We want to feel like, you know, we can last in points as long as we need to, matches um, that we can withstand all kinds of stuff. And the team's bought into it, and they're working, and I think, yeah, they're all you know, the fall, we had some, you know, some people are tired and sore and all that, but we're like, it's going to pay off, you know? And yeah, for somebody like her, absolutely. Like you can see the weapons out there, but her trusting in her fitness, being able to, like I said, stay out there as long as she needs to grind when she needs to. Um, She trusts that a lot. And I think it's given her a lot of confidence to play a little freer and and, you know, kind of, yeah, play to her strengths.
0: With your roster this year, looking overall, again, I think it was a pretty successful 48 and 17 in singles matches in the fall. What was the tone? What was the pace you were trying to set? Because, I mean, everyone got a good eight matches in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this fall, we kind of stuck together, you know, just with a lot of new people on the team. Um, we wanted, we played a couple of hidden duels and then we went to regionals and we wanted to play as much, you know, kind of team format as we could. Um, yeah. And just get everybody a ton of matches. And we, you know, we played a really good tournament at home. Um, and then we finished at South Carolina. We thought it was, you know, kind of good. Just go across the country, play some teams. We don't normally play. Um, yeah. And, and played some high level matches and we just wanted to see what everybody, you know, like you said, we've got a lot of parody on our team. So it was kind of like, all right, what like George and I talked about it so much, like the biggest and toughest decision we're going to have is, what is our lineup going to be? And we haven't really been in this situation before because for the last however many years, I mean, we had Stacey Fung at the top, and then we had Vanessa Wong at the top. And it was kind of, you know, that spot was secured. And this year I feel like every spot was up for grabs. And, um, yeah, so this fall a lot of it was just kind of seeing how people responded, where people were going to fit in, um, trying to get more information and and just develop really. So, Well, to that point,
0: looking at the lineup, and obviously that's what's so fun about this weekend. We finally get to roll the balls out. Who's good? Who's not? Who should play where? Let's find out. That's what I'm excited for, to (laughs) say the least. I'm sure you are as well. But, you know, a player who certainly stood out last year was Sarah, who I think she went 14 and three at the two spots. She started off this year well. Also, I've had the chance to watch a lot of her game. I mean, again, you don't have to give away all the trade secrets, but Mm -hmm. like when I watch her play, I just see someone who's pretty good at everything, like just like can do a couple of different things to make you uncomfortable. What do you think's allowed her to sustain this success?
1: I honestly, I think it's her mentality. Like she can do a lot of things. Well, obviously she's got, you know, like you said, I mean, she can do a lot of different things. We've worked a lot on her transition and coming forward. I mean, she hits the ball so heavy. She's fit. She's fast um but to me like her biggest strength is her mentality and just her confidence belief in herself she's the type of person that i mean you put her out there against anybody and she just loves the like problem solving she loves competing she wants to figure things out she can you know if there's a little crack there she's gonna find a way to sneak through it you know and she's somebody who's got a really high tennis iq and um and she's somebody that just like she's a worker you know she she comes in and wants to get better and she's not afraid to to go to work and yeah i mean she's obviously had a ton of success and she'll she'll continue to but um yeah like i said i think her mind is her mind is probably her biggest weapon Amongst a lot of other things.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I I agree with you. That's a perfect way of putting it. And it's not to disparage any part of her game, but like, I think it's the steadiness. It's the fact yeah. that she's the same on point one as she is on point thirty five mm-hmm. as she is on point seventy. Like that. That's what I, I mean. I mean this girl
1: has been down and more. Like I haven't yeah. seen somebody that's. I mean, she could be down one four. She could be down oh five. And she's some. She was just a couple weeks ago. We were playing Portland. She was down 05 in the first set against pethy bridge who was playing unbelievable at the time and she's just like she just chips away and chips away point by point doesn't matter what the score is she will show up the same over and over and over again and it's you know i think it's tough for opponents when they see somebody that just doesn't you know she doesn't go away
0: mm-hmm. no really well said and you know again we we kind of know, know more about those two than we do maybe the rest of your lineup where they'll all fit in I've used this analogy on other interviews I've done, but let me ask you this. Is it the dartboard method right now where you're just spinning it and then Georgia's throwing the darts <laughs> and it's like, all right, three, four, five, you yeah. know? And by the way, I have to give a shout out to Georgia, who's the best and I'm the worst at responding to texts and I have missed some of hers. And so I sincerely apologize to her, who she is really the best. And so i excited enough. to yeah. formally apologize in person <laughs> this weekend. Um, but, you know, again, as you look at that bottom of the lineup, You've got choices. What's what's the philosophy right now in picking who plays where?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough. You know, like I said, we've we put a lot of thought into who is going to play where and and you know, we're just trying to put people in positions we feel like they're gonna have success, where they're comfortable. Um, obviously where we feel like it's our order of strength and ability. And um, yeah, I mean we feel good about it. I think, you know, just Erica's got a ton of game down at six, but she's a freshman, you know, she's, she's still learning. She's got a lot to improve. She's got, um, yeah, just a lot to learn. And I think starting her a little lower and um, letting her figure out this whole college tennis thing is important. Um, and then, yeah, with, with Jen and Mel that are two Columbia transfers, they've, you know, had a lot of success at Columbia, both super steady, um, you know, very smart, uh, know how to compete well. Um yeah, I mean, I think they, they're, they're great. And then, you know, with Astrid in there at three, we feel like, I mean, we felt like we had a lot of people that could have played at the number one spot this year (laughs) and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of similar with her. Like she didn't play last year. She was out with an injury, wanted to, um, yeah, give her some room to grow. And, and yeah, I mean, just, this is her first dual match season being out there for Washington, you know? And so um, I think it was just a move that we, Yeah. Just wherever we kind of felt like people were going to settle in in the beginning and and have some success early. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Plus that keyword, it's early. And with that in mind, congratulations to you. You're in second place. For a race you don't know about, but right now twenty one doubles pairings. I knew February you were gonna say 7th. something about yeah, this. <laughs> you knew it was getting there. Um
1: every time I switch it, I'm like, oh my god, Greskin's gonna,
0: yeah, he's well, gonna bring up the <laughs> Well, my new theory is there should be a plaque at the Hall of Fame where like Who's right now first place? So it's now Vanderbilt who has oh, twenty five pairings to February seventh. With like
1: I've never seen 30. and I are toe toe here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is
0: there a side bet? Is there a group chat I'm not in? Yeah. <laughs> because I want to be in it. I've got other bets I can. Throw it. You Yeah,
1: Leaky was a heck of a doubles player, and we played some out there together. So, I don't know. We're both trying to, sounds like trying to figure out the best. No, I, I, I,
0: I saw the lineups. Her and Haley are actually listed at two. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah. So, George
1: will take them on. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> hey, I'm in. Like if you want, uh, yeah, you don't have to sell me on that, but. I'm
1: like said, know, we should have a coach's tournament at some yeah, point, you know, ex- play ex- some Dingles or something.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, again, to that end, obviously, I think you have a ranked pairing right now. In, uh, I think you have, right? In Sarah and. Um, and
1: Matsuda, yeah. They got yeah, ranked in the fall. Yeah, yeah. And
0: so they had a pretty solid fall together. So maybe that's one pairing. But again, will we see three new ones? compared to what we saw against Wisconsin um, what's the we, thoughts
1: yeah i mean we've we've switched it up and we'll play the same pairs that we played last weekend but um yeah we switched it up last weekend we just felt like we needed some yeah just we wanted to move some people from the deuce to the ad and vice versa um just to to play to their strengths a little bit more we've got suko that started with us in january as a freshman and she's awesome and we're going to see her out there playing some doubles she she can play she's got the right energy and and she's aggressive and she she really gets it um but yeah we we'll have we've played with these pairs last weekend and and we feel good about them um practice has been great so yeah we're, we're hoping they stick but hey like at the end of the day we just want to find the best three pairs that we can to to try to get up in this doubles points we feel like if we go if we can go up one zero we feel pretty good against anybody Mm
0: -hmm. No, it's for what it's worth. I've done a lot of interviews today, but the way you describe the conversation or like, move them to the deuce, move them to the ad. That's the thing I miss most about not playing anymore is having like that sort of granular conversation of like, yeah. no, like your forehand poach inside, you're a little quicker moving that way. Let's put you there. Yeah. I'll go here. Cause I don't miss the backhand return. Um, it's fun. Exactly. To just, yeah. It's fun to nerd out. I, I miss <laughs> yeah. it. So again, we do every get, day, all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you ever need a third voice in the nerd session, you know where to find me. <laughs> no. Uh, but you know, to that end, it's still a relatively untested team as a group, and you know how good the competition is. I believe, looking at the draw, you guys have Texas in that we first do. round matchup, yep. two-time defending NCAA champion. You know, I'll put it bluntly, what are the goals for your team here hosting this event in Seattle?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, we, like I said, I think, and you just said, I mean, everybody is a little bit untested. I know some teams have played, you know, obviously kickoff, and there's been some some battles here early, but Yeah, we, we feel like we're good, you know, and the girls believe that and there's a vibe in our locker room that they really trust each other and themselves and, and I'm just excited to see what we can do. You know, it's, we're just focused on getting better with every match. We're focused on how we're competing right now. we want to win you know like we're not just like okay we're happy we're hosting and we've got these teams coming in and we're just happy to be here like this team is hungry to win and they feel like they've got the experience they know what to expect and you know, when they found out we're playing texas first round they're fired up like they're like we get to play the defending champs on our home courts on friday night at 6 30 with our crowd with the pressure on them like what a great story, you know, and and let's see what happens. Like obviously Texas is a heck of a team. They've had a lot of success the last few years, but um this team's up for the up for the challenge for sure and they're not going to back down and look, we just we want to go out there and compete and and we feel like we have the belief in our locker room and yeah, let's let's see what happens, but we're yeah, we're we're ready to go. This this team's hungry.
0: Well, I'm glad you bring up the fact that the match is Friday night. I was there last year, Washington played Ohio State on the men's side. Yeah. Electric. Electric. Yeah. And just an incredible four one match that was far closer than that final scoreboard revealed. For fans who will be tuning in from afar or people in Seattle who will hear this interview and in are you know, sort of wavering, should I go, should I not go? What can we expect Friday night? I, I think I know what to expect, yeah. but let the fans know. What can they expect?
1: Yeah, I mean, when Nordstrom Tennis Center gets filled up, it is an electric place. I think mean, that's the right word for it. You know, it's it's the the fans are pretty close to the courts above, and it's a pretty intimate environment with the three on both sides, and it gets loud. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a place where we feel like just you know the fans and the crowd support, like you said last year with our men, like it was kind of a an. E- Evener, you know, like, I feel like the being at home and the crowd like that, we weren't here. We were watching it live streaming. But yeah, I mean, I think people should just expect, like you said, an electric environment, uh, loud, a ton of energy. I think our girls will just, you know, thrive on that. And um, yeah, I hope it brings out the best in both teams, to be honest.
0: You brought it up and framed it perfectly. The fans are on top. Of the players. Like, that's the best. I, I really do love that aspect of it, where you hear everything. You see everything. You feel everything. Now... I'm I, again. I'm biased, and you're about to play host, so I'll just be honest. Seattle's awesome. Like, there's a lake, and then it's <laughs> just a big slope, and it's 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 not the Midwest. And so, when I get out there, it's it's always a blast. But you know, I do think indoor facilities being built moving forward make it six across. That said, if it's going to be like you guys have it, to have the fans right on top is the best. I will also say, and this was last year, regardless of if it was Washington playing or not, Seattle shows up. Like, they do enjoy their tennis.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, we've got an awesome tennis community out here, and that's it's great. You know, I know in some big cities it's hard to get people out to support the home teams, and, you know, people are out doing all kinds of stuff, which is true here. I mean, there's so much to do in Seattle. People are all over the place, and there's, you know, you can make excuses about traffic and parking and all this. But, yeah, I mean, we've got a loyal, you know, fan following and supporters, and people that follow Husky Athletics are all in, you know, and so – yeah, we're hoping to get that same same energy the guys had last year and hoping to pack this place and not just for our matches like you said hopefully you know people are going to come out and enjoy all the matches because it's yeah, heck of a level and I feel like every team this year is so good and there's teams sitting at home this weekend that are so good that mm-hmm. it's just like the level is just so you know it's gotten so much better.
0: Mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm embracing my inner four-year-old you have to to work in sports in su- to some extent but like it is just so stimulating you're just like it's a dock it's a lake it's a-, <laughs> you're just like it's all these things it's just i it's, feel like that every
1: day driving to work yeah. I'm, you know especially like when the, when the clouds yeah. go away and there's mountains and lakes and yeah. animals and it's just yeah it's
0: but my counter is i'm a 50 degree guy like hoodie sweats in Like that's a, yeah, that's a day. And so it's, it's just, again, I'm looking forward to spending some time there. And, you know, you talked about the level of the field and I was watching a video you all did for in promotion on uh, your social media and, you know, talking about seeing some of the best players, not just in tennis, but some of the best in the world and what the level is going to be like. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm going to ask every coach this question, because if I can't figure it out, the only people who I can think of who might are you all Is there a favorite right now as you look at the landscape or, you know, again, is the thing you see everywhere more than anything else, the depth, depth, depth?
1: Yeah. like I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like there's obviously some teams that, you know, these top few teams are, I mean, look good, but like it's early, you know, let's see what happens. And I do think the depth is unbelievable. Like George and I were talking about this today. Like, there's probably 40 teams that could all be top 20 this year. And so who's that going to be, you know, and it's just going to come down to these matches and, and who steps up. And, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it all shakes out, not just this weekend, but this whole season. Like, I, I just think there's so many good teams now that, uh, you know, who can stay healthy, who's, who's going to win the big matches. There's going to be a lot of four or three matches. I feel like this year, and it's going to come down to, you know, the doubles point a lot and, yeah let's let's see what happens
0: you will be busy playing host that said will you allow yourself time to nerd out and do some scouting and just enjoy the tennis
1: oh 100% I'm like I love watching tennis I'm like yeah I'll I'll be watching I'm following all the like every weekend I'm following all the live scores I'm (laughs) I'm a total tennis nerd. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I was going to say, sneaky, one of your best, you know, late at night, who's going to be in the crowd. It's going to be the the Washington coaching staff being like, let's watch, <laughs> let's enjoy the action. Yeah, and I, I mean, love 100%.
1: that. If I, like, obviously, we got to get our team ready and we're going to be mm-hmm. doing some other stuff. But if I could watch every point of every match this weekend, I would. Like, I, so. I love it.
0: And I couldn't agree more. With all that in mind, you know, again, some big picture things. We talk about the level in college tennis. Certainly a spotlight has been shined on the fact that there's a top 100 WTA ranked player in college of the yep. tennis this year in Diana Schneider. Your thoughts on, you know, what that does for this sport, what that says about the level yeah. of college tennis. Oh, it's
1: unbelievable. Like how cool is that? You know, and the fact that somebody's making that decision and and you know good for Simon and his staff for for getting her to commit to to playing and um I mean good for her you know it's look she just what she had a 3 set battle the other day Mm -hmm. against Tennessee and lost a doubles man like it just shows like the level is there across the board and I mean she's in Rod Laver arena a month ago and now she's out here in dual matches and yeah I think it just shows like Nobody's above it, right? And it's it is a a great pathway to playing professionally. Um yeah. And look at like on the men's side, like Ben Shelton, like mm-hmm. the kids playing five <laughs> a couple years ago and climbing, and climbing. Like, you know, it's just really cool to see. I think it's a huge statement for college tennis. I think um yeah, I, I just I when I saw that she was eligible to play, and I I was just like, this is this is so cool.
0: <laughs> I always have wanted to do a segment called Share That Pitch, where I ask every coach to show me the best player pro ranking wise they ever sent a recruiting pitch email to. So like, if I opened your 2017 emails, well, I see like, dear Bianca Andrescu. Hi, this oh, is yeah. Robin Stevenson, like head coach for <laughs> I mean, the she's University Canadian. of. Canadian, of
1: course, I was recruiting. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right.
0: Like, I think you could do a really good. I would love to see the pitches. It would be yeah. fun to read them all. Yeah, so, like, exactly. I know there like, are some good ones. Yeah, on the one like, the
1: U.S. Open or a
0: hundred percent. Like you know, like. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Djokovic, this is Tony Brusky at the University of Virginia. <laughs> I just think your son could do great with one year. Um, and yeah. so that's what I'm saying. It could be a really fun series, and so I'll, I'll put it's still in the oven baking. That's a half baked <laughs> idea. but you know, to the i to the concept of college tennis as a pathway to the pros, it was recently announced that the ATP Challenger tour in coordination with the ITA is going to provide more playing opportunities to aspire aspiring collegiate athletes. Do you expect, I mean, we've seen more pro events on college campuses. Do you expect a similar relationship to emerge on the women's side? And, you know, again, how important are having those events?
1: Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Yeah, I saw that. And I I mean, I hope it's the same thing on the women's side. I think these opportunities are huge. You know, I think there's so many players that have the ability, have the drive, the desire, but maybe don't have the opportunities or the resources. yeah, I mean, it's really cool to see all these college campuses hosting these events. We're going to try to get one out here in Seattle next, not this summer, but next summer. Um, I just think that, yeah, the opportunities are are awesome, you know, and we want to obviously help players and, on our team, but a lot of these college players, like, I just think that um, that, you know, going from playing in college to going on the tour and how, ha- like, after being in such a structured environment, having all the resources, all the people helping you, you know, how do you go from that to just being out there by yourself. Um, But I think if we can, you know, create a little bit more of a stepping stone, like pathway for people, there's there's some people that slip through the cracks that I think, you know, have a good shot and have the ability, like I said, and the more opportunities, the better.
0: Uh, with that said, obviously a lot of players use the fall to go play pro events. We recently heard the announcement; it's official. NCAA individuals moving to the fall. I know it's something we've discussed before, but now the announcement's official. What was your reaction to it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of expected it. I, I, you know, I wasn't going to get too bent out of shape about it because I feel like it. You know, it's. I thought that that was going to happen as much as you know. I think a lot of people were against it. Um I don't know. I let's see what, how it goes. I don't, I don't necessarily love the idea. Um, but at the same time, like things are changing. Do I think that our team event needs to be a huge spotlight and get on TV and be a way bigger event? Yes. So like, if this is a way to do that, then I hope that's the direction that it goes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that, I don't think the individual event took away from that. I think we can do both, but, um, yeah, we'll see. It's it's going to be interesting because I mean, there's so many different reasons why uh, individuals in the fall is is tough. But hey,
0: yeah, Here we are. To, yeah, exactly. To that point, one of them is the selection criteria. If they start using pro results or the example one coach pointed to, um, you know, incoming freshman beats four other incoming freshmen in San Diego, that we're going to count that as well. Would you be fine with that?
1: I mean, in some ways, like, there's going to be such a small sample size of, of selection criteria in the fall, right? So, I don't know. I actually haven't even really thought about that. Um, you You've know, been a little busy. Things, but, yeah, I've been a little busy. But, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I don't know. I mean, I think the more the more results, the more criteria, the better. But at the same time, like, it's completely different beast, you know, playing pro events or junior tournaments like that. I don't know if that should count. (laughs) I'm not sure how I
0: feel about that. No, well said. It is the college championships, not the junior championships or pro championships. So well said. All right. Last two questions for you before I let you go. Both Seattle centric. Thursday, because I know some coaches are going to be listening to this and they probably have already texted you this question. Thursday, team needs to get one meal together and go someplace, somewhere, city, near campus, whatever it may be, restaurant choice, where should they head? Oof.
1: I mean, Seattle, that's a really tough question. One place. Seattle's got some really good restaurants. Um, is there a
0: cuisine of of choice then? How about that instead? because you're right, one place is too tough. but if they're going for us specific- like okay,
1: seafood in Seattle unbelievable. There's a place yeah. called Ivor is not too far away. That's like a salmon house. Salmon in Seattle is unbelievable. So if we got seafood people, that and like the Asian food in Seattle is unbelievable. There's a Fung just around the corner. um like sushi so good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's a million. so. People can just come ask me, but (laughs) I I have a whole list of restaurants. Exactly. I'm
0: taking these for myself. I'm like, all right, perfect. Yeah. (laughs) These are just for me. One other thing. Again, it's Thursday. (laughs) Say like 3.30 PM. You've hung out at Nordstrom long enough. You've seen everyone practice. You're ready to go do something, whether it be in the city or just something to occupy your time. What's the one thing we should do while we're there?
1: Uh, A couple of things. So there's Gasworks Park, which is like five minutes from campus, and it's a really cool view of Lake Union and the cityscape in the background the space needle and and all of that and it's really really nice it should be a sunny day um yeah I would just go to the water there's a couple of beach areas and stuff too um place called Carrie Park also really cool view um yeah. I mean I'm sure people are going to go down to Pike's Pike Place Market
0: yeah of course the fish
1: getting thrown you know yeah the that's st- stuff but the staple there's some hidden gems around here if people yeah. want to explore a little bit
0: no the parks are for me see that's what yeah. i'm looking for so that was that's the perfect answer to that question well again with all that said coach really appreciate you hosting our crack rackets team there this weekend i am very excited to get back to seattle very excited to roll the balls out let's play some tennis and certainly uh, again excited for that friday night match as well so good luck to you and your team and look thank forward you. to seeing you all soon
1: thank you so much we'll see you soon